This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the importance of maintaining the image of a strong political leader of a country at war and how Ukraine has been shaping its image abroad. Every politician suits a particular time and epoch, and their actions and image are necessary and helpful for the country he leads at that time. In 1960, John Fitzgerald Kennedy helped shape the image of America. Winston Churchill was the face of Britain in the times of the Second World War. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba have been working on keeping up a good image of Ukraine abroad. These are just some examples, because we also need to talk about simple people who help build the country, and not just public figures. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba delivered one of the more memorable quotes of the war during his last year visit to New York. Commenting on Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's hasty departure from a United Nations Security Council session on Ukraine, Kuleba quipped, I also noted today that Russian diplomats flee almost as aptly as Russian soldiers. Just hours after Kuleba's instantly viral one-liner hit social media, he was starring on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Ukraine's top diplomat received a rousing reception on the flagship US talk show, including a standing ovation from the studio audience in honor of the Ukrainian people and the country's armed forces. Speaking with dignity, candor and a dash of humor, Kuleba concisely expressed Ukraine's view of the Russian invasion in a nine-minute interview that was hailed as a masterclass in public diplomacy. Pete Schmigel, an Australian writer with a background in politics, mental health and Ukrainian issues, wrote that the Ukrainian foreign minister's strong showing in New York was a good example of the innovative approaches that are enabling Ukraine to gain the upper hand over Russia on the diplomatic front. In many ways, this confrontation is a generational clash between two very different diplomatic schools. While Russia is still represented by a Soviet-era generation of diplomats, epitomized by 72-year-old Cold War veteran Sergei Lavrov, Ukrainian diplomats who came of age in the post-Soviet era are embracing new methods and achieving considerable success. Ukraine's wartime diplomacy has already delivered numerous significant results. These include securing the largest military support for any ally since World War II, along with unprecedented sanctions against Russia and other measures to increase Moscow's international isolation. With the war now in its second year, the broad alliance of international partnerships created and nurtured by Ukrainian diplomats shows no signs of weakening. What has Ukrainian diplomacy been doing differently in support of the country's strategic interests? Pete Schmigel believes that one key feature is empowerment. A few years before his 2020 appointment as the country's foreign minister, Dmytro Kuleba was an advisor to the Ukrainian president. At the time, he gave the impression of a thoroughly modern person. Kuleba also felt entirely at home as a manager of issues, relationships and teams. In concert with Ukraine's defense ministry, he appeared to be providing explicit direction to Ukraine's diplomats in the form of specific, country-based military support goals. This approach is combined with an expectation of proactivity on the part of individual ambassadors. Thirty years after Ukraine's independence, Kuleba presides over the final dismantling of the inherited Soviet diplomatic corps which was notoriously clunky, bureaucratic and sometimes truly underskilled. 
amid the pressure and pace of a full-blown war. A new organizational culture is emerging at the Ukrainian Ministry of Foreign Affairs that includes self-belief, positivity and an emphasis on initiative. Savvy communication, when you can sell your ideas successfully, is at the heart of Ukraine's diplomatic progress. As part of their empowerment, Ukraine's current generation of diplomats have a strong license to communicate. Ministry officials in Kyiv and Ukrainian ambassadors around the world are now routinely using a wide array of contemporary channels, including social media, traditional mass media, stakeholder relations and cultural ties in order to build Ukraine's image and articulate the country's wartime needs. The innovative and often unorthodox use of social media by Ukrainian officials has won particular praise. Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba said on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert that Ukrainian society is ready to overcome all difficulties on the way to victory. Putin and Russian uh, occupiers convinced them that this is it, Russia is here forever, we're never going to leave, take us, accept us, embrace us. But they're still waiting, waiting for liberation. And when you imagine how these people feel, it really makes you work much harder, be you a diplomat or a soldier. You really want to liberate these people as soon as possible, whatever Putin thinks of it or whatever decisions he makes. He, he implied this morning um, almost directly that nuclear weapons are not off the table, first citing somehow that the West is actually ratcheting up the, the nuclear danger here and that nuclear weapons are not off the table and said, as I said earlier, I'm not bluffing. He says, does President Zelensky believe that he's bluffing? I think that uh, when someone says I'm not bluffing, in most of the cases, he actually is. <laughs> because if you are so confident in yourself, you know, why should you be repeating all of this? But this doesn't mean we shouldn't take him seriously. And uh, I can say two things. First, we as a nation are ready to face any challenge that we have to in order to prevail. Because we understand that we are fighting for our freedom and for our right to be ourselves. And if we have to go through the most devastating, difficult things, we will take up. We will face this challenge with dignity. Said Dmitro Kuleba. Ukraine's clever communication is very sensitive to the cultural norms and expectations of individual audiences. Ukrainian ambassador to Australia, Vasil Miroshnichenko, noted recently that media skills are now central to successful diplomacy. The impact of the full-scale Russian invasion on Ukraine's diplomacy can be compared to the influence of COVID-19 on digital transformation, he commented. One of the key changes has been in the communication sphere, the ability of our ambassadors to provide compelling arguments for why a host nation should support Ukraine has played an important role in rallying military assistance. Being media savvy and fully proficient in the local language is no longer just an advantage. It is a must at times of war. Ukraine's diplomatic engagement with partner governments and international audiences is particularly important in terms of the struggle against Russian disinformation. While Russian embassies often serve as hubs for anti-Ukrainian fakes and efforts to weaken Western unity, Ukraine's diplomatic corps has framed its communication as accessible, reasonable, fact-based and engagingly human. 
Today's Ukrainian diplomats are not afraid to demonstrate a sense of humor or employ pop culture references in ways that would have shocked their stuffy Soviet predecessors. Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba calls the recent Ukrainian diplomacy work result-oriented diplomacy. You know, in the Cold War there was this famous shuttle diplomacy, when mediators were shuttling between conflicting parties and fixing fixing issue, but usually there was like one mediator or two mediators. Now we live in a very decentralized world. This is 21st century. So we came up with this idea of a network diplomacy where many players can do something that is in their power to make a difference, to make an impact on Russia. But the center of this network diplomacy is in Kiev. And this last week, and actually the next week, uh, will be just the symbols of uh, the success of this network diplomacy because we, we know everything that Russia tells to our partners who communicate with them and we know everything that partners tell to Russia because they coordinate that with us. That really deprives Putin of space. That corners him because he, uh, everything is coordinated. And as long as we continue this, this approach, we will be successful. And when I say we, I mean Ukraine, uh, and the rest of the West. The message we are sending to partners here is that, guys, we are strong, we are confident, we, we have no other chance but to win, and that's what we are aiming for. There are, there are red lines which we will not cross. cross. First, we will, not engage, we will not recognize Russia as mediator and not as party to the conflict. It's a party to the conflict to wage this war. Second, we will not follow the logic of all previous years when we were encouraged by partners to make concessions in order to motivate Russia to make concessions. No, now it's time for Russia to make concessions. We have to turn tables. We, uh, I'm making this point to uh, all of my guests, that guys, Russia is asking all of us questions. Uh, how are we going to ensure our security without inflicting damage on Russian security? And instead of writing answers to that question, we should ask Russia how you are going to ensure your security uh, without inflicting damage on the security of Ukraine, Georgia, and the entire Euro-Atlantic space. We should go in counter, uh, on counter-offensive. We, sh we, we, cannot, we shouldn't allow Russia to dominate the field all the time. That's you know, the diplomatic game. So, and this is, this is kind of messages that we are conveying to, to partners. And Partners come here with political support, with military support, with financial support. So this is a really result-oriented diplomacy. Said Dmitro Kuleba. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the importance of maintaining the image of a strong political leader of a country at war and how Ukraine has been shaping its image abroad. This positive framing of Ukraine, Ukrainians and their future is attractive and encourages international audiences to engage. Modern communication studies consistently show that how you communicate, especially in terms of tonality and timing, is as important as the actual message you're communicating. This is a lesson Ukrainian diplomats have clearly learned. Ukraine's wartime embrace of public diplomacy has been particularly striking. The country's diplomats are now regularly in newspapers, on TV, at conferences and in corporate boardrooms, articulating their country's needs and making the case for further support. 
This approach is designed to reach not only political partners, policy experts and diplomatic representatives, but also the general public. Ukraine's emphasis on public diplomacy reflects an awareness that public opinion in democracies is critical to maintaining policy support. The success of Ukraine's wartime diplomacy is rooted in the same progressive values that are helping the country to advance on the battlefield and as a young democracy. These values reflect a nation that feels increasingly at ease with itself and confident of its position as part of the wider democratic world. Ukrainian diplomats are winning because they have a winning story to tell and the skills to do so effectively. Their progress mirrors Ukraine's historic coming of age over the past seven months and captures the spirit of a country that is finally finding its voice on the international stage. Ukrainians as a nation put the fear aside and said that they would fight. This war is not our choice. It was imposed on us. But if you decided to fight with us, we will stand up to the challenge. And um, I don't want you to think that we are kind of uh, full of bravado and are irresponsible people. No, we are not. But we do believe in our cause. And uh, we will go, if we have to, we will go through everything. This said, I want to say one thing, another thing. Uh, for many years, for decades, the Soviet Union was threatening the United States and other free nations of the world with the use of nuclear weapons. And there was not a single moment when you in the United States or other parts, other countries of the world said, oh, they're threatening us with nukes. Maybe we should step back. Maybe we should make a concession. Maybe we should not uh, abandon democracies and freedom and concede to them, right? You always had a very effective deterrence strategy that helped you to win in the Cold War. So this is what we call on you and other nations. Do not be afraid. Deter, be strong, and we will win jointly. We, we weren't deterred, but we were afraid. There we was a lot all, of anxiety. There was a lot of duck and cover. We are all human beings. It's, it's, it's uh, okay to be afraid. But I think, you know what I learned in this war? It's absolutely normal not to have fear and yet to be afraid. Said Dmitro Kuleba. Mikhail Minakov, editor-in-chief at the Focus Ukraine blog, expressed his opinion that Russia's war on Ukraine is a historical event that directly impacts the lives of Ukrainians and Russians and globally impacts political geography of Europe and international politics. The war marks the end of a period that could be termed post-Soviet in the region and the start of an as yet unnamed but so far tragic period for Europe and Eurasia. I have no doubt that the war was a product of numerous powerful systemic forces, from institutional and political to structural and economic, said Mikhail Minakov. Still, the war's first 45 days have illustrated the crucial role of personality in deciding the course of history. The figure of Ukraine's president Volodymyr Zelensky has proven to be a decisive factor in shaping the force of the Ukrainian resistance, while the figure of Russia's president Vladimir Putin has been a major factor in shaping Russia's military failures. According to Mikhail Minakov, Zelensky has also used his best leadership and performance abilities to unite the international community around the cause of defending Ukraine and restoring international order. In his addresses to Western parliaments, international summits and UN meetings, Zelensky has transformed Zoom from a pandemic-era utility into a tool to win the hearts and minds of global leaders and people of goodwill worldwide.
Considering all this, we can agree that the image of the country's leaders plays an important role in framing the image of the country they had. Over the last year, Ukraine has transformed from a corrupt country with a weak political class into a potentially successful and influential European state. In some way, the war helped unite the population around one enemy. We are just at the beginning of the Ukrainian success story, and we hope that inner conflicts inside the country will not stop us from promoting a good image of Ukraine abroad. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova.